Ladies and gentlemen, coming at you live via the north and south of England by the power of the internet, it's the first annual Golden Huggies End of Year Awards. And here are your hosts, Greg, Garrett, Chase, and Scott. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bear Hug Club podcast special episode. It's the third annual Golden Huggy Awards. Yay! You didn't, Yay! You didn't, hold on one second. Let's... No, that's me. He didn't tell us he was making that. No, he didn't. He really didn't. All right. Good. Anyway. Well, you didn't like it? <laughs> no, it was too good. Loved it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Didn't, didn't we, like we, we shouldn't have that much production value. Hey, it's getting better, man. I've, I've come on quite a, quite a long way in a year. Got, got a disappointed Tommy Lee Jones to appear, you know? We're moving yeah. up. Wonderful. Cheers. Well, uh, we got a lot to get through in this episode, so I think we're just going to pretty much dive straight in. So yeah, it's the Golden Huggies. It's our chance to uh, give some awards out for wrestling in the year that was 2021. Kind of an excuse to look back as well. Um, last year, me and Jace just did like a little video just generally talking about it, but I think at least this way we can spotlight damn near everything that's happened this year. For the most part, anyway. Um, so we've got, uh, if you kept an eye on the social media channels the last few days, especially on Instagram, we announced the most of the categories as well as the nominees for them. Uh, I think we've got a total of 25 awards to get through, so uh, no time like the present. Um, but most of them are going to be good, but we've got um, a handful of uh, spotlighting the worst stuff in wrestling this year, so we're going to kind of start with that first. So the first category is uh, Deserve Better Awards. So this is an award for a wrestler that mm-hmm. obviously was deserved better because they were hindered by constant bad and poor booking decisions. Chase, uh, why don't you take us through the nominees on this one? So for the deserved better award, the nominees are Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas, the Rotundas, Hit Row, Cesaro, Karrion Cross, and Keith Lee. I think everyone needs to, everyone who's a wrestling fan knows that all of these nominees deserve the deserved better award. Yeah, it was it was a stacked list of nominees on this one. I think you can look yeah. at anyone on that list. I mean, when you look at that list, all of them, for obvious reasons, deserve better. Uh, Cesaro is anyone who's still with WWE, who, you know, is still with the company, but still deserve better. Uh, but who was the winner, Jace? Drum roll. And the winner was... Mr. Keith Lee. Woo! Limitless. Limitless. Key. And there he is at... Sorry, uh, sorry, Keith Big Lee couldn't be with us today, so I'm here to accept the huggy, <laughs> the the huggy on his behalf, and also his bicep. <laughs> I mean, the bicep's the best part of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I think no one can kind of disagree. I think when it comes to main roster call-ups in recent memory, the most disappointing was was what they did with Keith. I think some of it, not necessarily their fault. I mean, he, he was quite ill this year, wasn't he? Was it like COVID-related stuff? I and that mean, kind yeah, of, think so. yeah, kind of spurred on a lot of other things. But it was just from the fact that like, more or less from the off, they were just not doing him right after having such a tremendous run in NXT. And he just honestly is the one that deserves ban. I mean, going forward, since he got released, I'm sure he's going to end up in somewhere like AEW and 
basically have a rocket strapped to him. So it's the last we've heard of big, big Keith Lee. Basically, anywhere he goes, he's just going to get rocket strapped, whether it be AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor when it restarts, if he goes to Japan, where just wherever. He's he's world champion within six months. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Sure. I, I, I hope it is booked well, at the very least. Me too. Absolutely. Uh, moving on. I, I to... do I do hope wherever he goes, though, he gets the moniker Big Boy. Big Boy big, big Boy, just Big because Boy, Keith Lee. Just because of that Brock Lesnar moment. Yeah, true. Oh, that, was a, that was a standout from the Raw. I don't know, how you, I don't know how you see that uh, and see the pop that it gets and then think, you know what? Let's not continue that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Ah, you know. Don't Let's do not that. build the stuff. Oh, no. Well, he's not. Talk. He's, 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 he's now nowhere. <laughs> well, uh, talking of disappointment, the next award is for disappointment of the year. Gary, do you want to take us through the nominees? You know what? I do. Uh, disappointment of the year, also known as the uh, uh, Garrett's Parents Award. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your parents are disappointments. They are, and they also <laughs> would have been disappointed in me wherever they are. One of them's dust, one of them is somewhere. Anyway, um, disappointment of the year. Progress Wrestling. Tommy Dreamer. Karrion Cross on the main roster. Keith Lee on the main roster. And NXT 2.0. Oh, yeah, another strong list of contenders there, but... Drumroll, please. Who was the winner, Garrett? And the unfortunate winner is NXT 2.0. Bam. Yeah, I mean, obvious Ooh. one there. I think when, when, when we were when we were kind of going through this, like some of us were thinking maybe Keith Lee or carrying this one, but then it had to be NXT 2.0, given that all of us here were basically part of that NXT generation, like the black and gold brand meant a hell of a lot to us. And to see Vince McMahon just walk along and go, right, well, I'm taking this and I'm going to be the one playing with it now. And the nosedive it's had within, like, how long has 2.0 been going now? A month or two? It's only like a month yeah. or two, three, yeah. three months odd. The, I mean, the, I remember when I first got back into wrestling, uh, the beginning yeah. of uni with the dwelling, you know, they were like, you know, there's a, there's a Netflix for wrestling, the WWE Network. And I thought, oh, awesome, amazing. And I started watching the main stuff and they were like, you know, I can't remember what pay-per-view we watched at the time, maybe a rumble, which is always fun. And then they were like, oh, but this shit though, the black and gold, this is the shit. And then I watched the entire catalog of every single NXT, uh, every single um, pay-per-view. Sorry, there was a cat on my camera right now. <laughs> I might go offline shortly. Um, <laughs> and to, to see its revamp, in some ways, right, it, on paper, the idea of it being going back to a developmental is not a bad idea. Yeah. But how it's been done so far is um, it feels like a bastardization of what NXT was, and that's very sad. Yeah. I mean, if the goal is just to get people for the main roster, they've at least set up an environment that is just like the main roster. You never know. This yeah. this time next year, we might have to have another category that isn't disappointment, but it's a pleasant surprise of the year. And it could I mean, be NXT 
I mean, did any of you guys watch War Games? Because that was like the first proper pay per view since it took over. Was it any good? No. I was... haven't watched it. I haven't got the network. Oh, it was all right. It was all right. Um, I mean, yeah, it was quite over that it was like Team 2.0 and Team Black and Gold. Um, and then, you know, Team Black and Gold lost, the men's at least. Uh, yeah. yeah. Bit of a shame. For me, with NXT 2.0, like if Vince did want to get back to like having a developmental brand, make a new one. I don't know. I feel like a fourth. I feel like a fourth thing is a, a bad idea. Maybe like, maybe like, but they'd spent like from that Survivor Series where it was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Sure, which is a good one. From then, building it to be like this, the third brand. Yeah, and then it's dead. And now they're yeah. just like, nah, it's developmental again. Fuck it. Yeah. We don't yeah, want you to I mean, these things. The, I mean, one of the biggest problems with it is like you go from that pay per view, which was fine, like it was okay. Some decent matches on there, some decent, you know, showings of relatively new talent and, and new people. Uh, and then the next NXT, you have the farewell of Kyla Riley and um, Gargano. And at the end, Gargano gets laid out by someone and then leaves. Yeah. And then it's like, why, why did you do that? There's not going to be a payoff match. He left. Yeah. So fucking stupid, and it's—I don't know—that that alone to me is like, okay, cool. This is a fucking disappointment right there, which is sad. Yeah, very sad. Yeah. I, th- I also think you, there's not much longevity in something called 2.0. No, you know, because because you, you'll have to eventually what for 2.5, free. <sighs> Got to go somewhere, right? Well, oh anyway, goodness. still still a worthy winner. Uh, moving on uh, is the <clears throat> most disgusting moment of the year. Um, I'll run through There were ones. many. There were many. So, disgusting moment of the year nominees. So, you've got WWE releasing talent and staff despite claiming record profits. Uh, Ring of Honor releasing all of their talent. Uh, WWE using talent releases to draw cheap heat. CWA booking Marty Skrull and WWE allegedly leaking false or misleading stories. And allegedly, allegedly, it allegedly, <clears throat> it allegedly, definitely happened. Um, of these nominees, I want to say that I don't, I don't personally think that Ring of Honor. Uh, especially after final battle and everything. Mm. I would I wouldn't personally put them there. All of final battle was basically just angles for them in the future. And okay, obviously it's not a future with them. Also through the pandemic they've like they've been pretty good with their talent where a lot of people haven't. Which is yeah. perhaps genuinely one of the reasons why they might not be financially as well off right now. So True. to that to that I applaud that. Fair um, enough. But no, the winner the winner of of the disgusting moment of the year is of course WWE releasing talent and staff despite claiming record profits. Indeed. I mean, it, it had to be um, yeah. like we like going back at the start of the year, what Brown mania, we obviously did an episode with what was the usual black Wednesday, you know, Oh, well it's after April, the releasing talent. And since then we've had five, six just on talent alone and then when you look behind the scenes they really have also been completely gutting their staff that work very hard behind the scenes um yeah and again it, it's like if they were being a bit more transparent then 
like fair, but like it's just the fact like again, it, they're still doing this whole thing of like, oh well, we've had to cut a bunch of people because of budget cuts, and then they have a they have one of their big meetings and say, oh yeah, we're making record profits. We're we're going to turn an amazing coin this year. Like how it's just trying to bolster the bottom line for the week that they have a um, a shareholder meeting. They're they're selling the company. They're yeah. selling the fucking company. And yeah, it's... They've, they've got to be. Like, hopefully to Disney. <laughs> it doesn't hopefully matter the house who, really. <laughs> anyone anyone no, with a, a single brain or a, like, it'll be to a streaming service of some kind or someone that owns media. Um, and whoever it is will probably run it better. Who mm. knows? Hopefully someone, whoever, if, if they are selling, which they are, they'll sell it to someone who has the good sense to put someone who knows the business in charge, who knows the business well, now, not not like uh, someone who knew the business in the seventies and eighties. Well, did you did you hear what uh, came out about uh, Nick Khan? Oh, he's childhood friends with the Rock. Childhood friends with the Rock. Speak yeah. about fucking long term booking to get back at Triple H. <laughs> right. right. All this time, all this fucking time. Triple H has been worming his way in, ready to just try to take over the company. And then fucking, fucking Rock comes along with just like, yeah, here's my sleeper cell best friend that is now going to run the company after Vince. What the fuck, man? How to, how, just the big brain plays. I mean, he's going to end up owning both. He is dead ass. Yep. I mean, he already owns the XFL, right? Well, I mean, why not? <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> Crazy. Like, that, though, that might that, that'll be how we get that uh, Rock versus Triple H WrestleMania match that was teased a few when years ago. When he gets the company, yeah, <laughs> when he gets the company. Hey, they, like can't get D- bigger stages than that. Triple H is Triple H is clever enough and s- mental enough to actually book that far in advance. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just a shame that um, he's never it's not potentially gonna not going to get control of the company. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, deserving winner on that one. It like kind of had to be. Although, again, yeah. it was that list of nominations. Uh, going on to the last uh, of the worst awards, Jace, why don't you take us through uh, the probably the away. big one out the worst, dickhead of the year. Yeah, dickhead of the year award. So the nominees are Travis Banks, Marty Scroll. Ric Flair, WWE as a company, and the Blood Hunter. Indeed. And the winner is WWE. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Because what else could it be? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Blood Hunter being the guy recently, right? That that Oh well. We should point out he was literally. We already had the nominees set for this, and then when that news broke a couple of days ago, we're like, "Well, he's yeah, get rid of, get rid of, get rid of one of them." He's immediately going on for this award for what he did. He did like, nearly he, kill a referee. Yeah, he was basically the close second on that one for basically massacring yeah. a referee. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. But uh, again, I, I don't think you can really compete with just because of the, all the. Not just because of the talent releases and everything we already just talked about. It's just WWE on the whole as a company this year have just been responsible for a lot of stuff that just makes them look like a but like a bad company in the public eye, or for us wrestling fans yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. 
Just, so yeah, they, they, need, they need to take a long, hard look at themselves, and then they'll realise we're dickheads. But they won't they need to take a look at themselves and make a change. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Vince has taken a long, hard look while sat on his 1.6 billion net worth, just taking a good, long, hard look. It's more than that, isn't it? Uh, I read an article just before I came on here. Apparently, his net worth uh, at the moment is 1.6 billion. Mm. Yeah. It'll I mean, be more than that next year when he sells. Oh yes, we're talking. Wait, what, what, what are we thinking? Like a Lucas level deal for WWE, like four billion for his shares. I don't know, man. It's quite difficult to tell because it's a lot of it is waning, right? Um, True, but then you you think not you don't only the ratings, then you you're you're buying the merchandise and you're buying the toys, the games, the you're, buy, you're buying essentially everything it owns. So that includes a wealth of a tape library for WCW, ECW, basically most of the territories. It will well. depend. It will depend who comes along or how well they're able to sell that as a as a selling point. Because really, that's a fucking good selling point. But oh, yeah. it's also, do people even think that there's do people in the industry believe that there's even a uh, a market for that? I think there is, but will it be sold to someone who could use it properly? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, yeah. um, let's go to something a bit more lighthearted then. Garrett, why don't you take us through the laugh out loud moments of the year? I will. The lol moment of the year. We have... Uh, how have we written this? Arn has got a gun. Nia Jax, my hole. Fan throws Cody's welt, 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 weight belt back at him. <laughs> Storms delay night one of WrestleMania. And Reigns runs over Owens in a golf cart. That was such a good moment. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, and, the, and the winner is. Drum roll, please. Never mind. It's Storm's delaying night one of WrestleMania because it was fucking hilarious seeing them all in ponchos and like everything getting pushed back an hour after a terrible, a terrible year. And then just, yeah. just, just <laughs> everyone sat there thinking, like, is it even going to happen? Uh, Audience br- being brought in and then taken out a bit and then just, and yeah, got, um... it was, it was almost better than the show itself. Oh, it was. And you've got Joe there doing his best. (laughs) You've got Joe there doing his best Robert De Niro impression as well. Can you milk me, Greg? (laughs) I like that we both went to the same the same one. (laughs) Can you milk? I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? (laughs) You talking to me? You milk me? I think that our generation that's the Robert De Niro line. The meet the fuckers. Like a lot of a lot of people would be a lot of people would say like, "Are you talking to me?" But no, it's you no, it's, it's me, me. It's yeah. I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Love Anytime. It. But yes, the other the other uh, moments were very very lol. They were indeed. Yeah. I think we've had quite a few funny moments this year. Some that yeah. got, got you know fallen by the wayside. I really do do enjoy. Uh, on just out of nowhere during a promo, just being like, I take my Glock, put it to his forehead. That's all right. And now he just goes, no, just goes around doing this. And it's like, okay, cool. I love that. Made, I love that. made, I love that made the potential you know? admitting to a, a, a homicide, yeah. uh, a gimmick. 
Oh, it's America. Was, That's was like a fifty dollar fine earlier this year. No. Was it Marty Janetti that was like, "Oh, I killed someone"? By the way, yes, it was on his yeah. ever never ending quest to just be a complete and a nut job on Twitter. Yeah. And Facebook. Look, just yeah. be like Tony Atlas, man. Just have a foot fetish and and just nothing else. He seems fine. He just has. He just likes feet. <laughs> well, Marty Janetti has got a weird fetish. Yeah, he wants to shag his, his daughter. I was gonna say it's his daughter. You are oh, actually right. Yeah, love same his as daughter. Um, yeah. Who was it? Who was the footballer? Was it Skulls? Paul Skulls? Earlier this year, football. Oh, the, the, with his daughter's toes. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, like I think sucking it his daughter's toes or something. That's mixing the two. That's Tony Atlas. Uh, yeah. uh, that's that's and both of them together, right? That's Tony Janetti. That's Tony Janetti. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the next award. Yeah, next award is documentary of the year. So we've got Dark Side of the Ring series three. We've got Vice Versa China. You cannot kill David Arquette. Uh, WWE icons Yokozuna and Ruthless Aggression season two. And the winner is Dark Side of the Ring series three. Um, very mm. close one on that. Like it, for me, it was either going to be. Dark Side of the Ring or the China one, because the China one is very good, although it is incredibly harrowing. You, you really get an insight into like, what she was going through, especially since she left WWE. But yeah. um, Dark Side of the Ring, I mean, consistently one of the best sort of outside wrestling products, I'd say. Like, I, like they, they cover a lot of stuff you kind of think you know, and when they go into it, you realize how fucking little you may have actually known about the subject. Plus, they cover just like a wide range of stuff that I... I'd never even really heard of or seen before. And I yeah. think the season was up there as one of its best. Um, tremendous episode like uh, Brian Pillman covering Itsushi Anita's promotion, FMW, um, Luna Bashan. It was a cracking series. I think, um, you know, we've, we've hit the, the stride of these documentaries uh, mm. where it almost, it, it almost feels like, you know, outside media that makes good documentaries is now taking, taking a leaf. Uh, taking a leaf just just taking their uh their chops to the wrestling world yeah and you know it's it's great in a way and also horrible because all of these things have shone a light on just how absolutely vile this thing we love is at almost yeah. all times uh, yeah. i'm sure we'll see dark side of the ring season 12 or more in a few years about what we're watching right now yeah, and I yeah. can't wait for that to win documentary of the year whenever that comes out. I think like the only thing that's going to beat Dark Side of the Ring if we do this best documentary award every year is if Louis Theroux does another wrestling. Does another? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, did a, he did one with WCW, and if he did another one, which I think now given because when he did that one, he wasn't that well known. But now, like, More everyone in the English-speaking world knows who Louis Theroux is. Surprising he hasn't maybe done a follow-up on that, especially with how much it's booming at the moment, and then given stuff that's happened in the UK scene as well. I bet if you were to do it, he'd probably go to deathmatch places. That's all I... I don't really think he'd bother with uh, anything that isn't a bit clickable. I don't think he would go to AEW or someone that's doing good wrestling. Farouk going through a oh, flaming no, table. Go somewhere where he could take the piss. Yeah, yeah. In that way, only Louis Theroux can do. <laughs> I 
I don't think he ever takes the piss. Someone take the piss. So in a such a quintessential I think, British. I think way. he. I think he just deadpans it and lets yeah. them yeah. take the piss out of themselves. That's what I mean. <laughs> just, uh, like he never takes the piss. It just so happens the way he is as an interviewer. The people he interviews will just make a tit out of themselves as it is. He's quite a blank oh, canvas for people yeah. to to bounce off of. He's just he very good. At, he, he, especially yeah. someone will be like someone will be like, yeah, no, I killed my mother and and uh, and and I, I was abducted by aliens. And he's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm, okay, all right, yeah. and and um, yeah, tell me more about that. And they're like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, she's buried in the backyard and whatever. It's the episode yeah. on um, polyamory that always gets me. Have you seen that one? I probably have. Yeah, I think I've seen it, it. It's, yeah. Where, yeah. it's like one of the main couples. It's more like the wife has a boyfriend and the husband is clearly just going along with it, just to kind of stay sure. with his wife. And then no, I have seen that. Yeah. yeah. And then when he, when he brings up the whole thing of like, oh, maybe if like they'd be okay with me getting involved and his wife's just like, ooh, don't know about that. You're just like, get out, dude. It's clear, it's clear, it's clear you shouldn't be here. Uh, um, well, well, moving on and keeping with uh, the TV theme, Jess, take us through best weekly program of the year. So, best weekly program, the nominees are Dynamite, Rampage, Fusion, Impact, and SmackDown. And the winner is it's dynamite, isn't it? Fucking dynamite. dynamite. <laughs> of course it's gonna be dynamite. <laughs> like, we shouldn't have uh, even had other nominees. It's dynamite. I was gonna, just, just dynamite five times. <laughs> I mean again, dynamite, like other, dynamite week two. There's some like other good stuff on there. I mean, fusion's really good if you're not like it's, it's on YouTube for free, MLW. Like they mm. do some pretty decent stuff. SmackDown's the better of the two evil out of it and Raw. Like it's had some decent moments throughout this year. And even Impact, but yeah. Dynamite Head and Shoulders has just been consistently good this year. Like I, I can't tell you there's if there's been a time I've watched it and thought this was crap. It's always been good. Fair enough, yeah. like it's not everyone's cup of tea, because it is one of those things where it is purely about the wrestling. Like you don't always get hefty amounts of backstage and story stuff like you would have WWE, but I think there's enough there that it keeps you interested. I mean, as we get into in later awards, there's been plenty of stories that have keep me wanting to tune into Dynamite every week just to see what will happen. And the fact that AEW's just had... Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, hold on, boys. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Hold, oh, my God. So, no. Wednesday Night Paul, you, you won. Wednesday, <laughs> sorry. sorry, Wednesday Night Paul. That's a, Best a weekly show. We've when won. they got Best the Oscars show. wrong. Oh. <laughs> But no, so, Dynamite has been fucking amazing this year. Oh uh, yeah, it's been it's they've somehow been able to top themselves week after week. I don't think there has been a bomb show. There has been no. week after week of just stellar work. Again, even, even with even with Dynamite or just AEW in general, there might be like a bum segment, yeah, or two on a show, but the rest of the show makes up for it more than more than enough. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Greg, you said like it's not everyone's cup of tea because it's not all the backstage stuff and whatever. But the wrestlers and the talent they've got do such a good job of telling the stories in the ring. Yeah, they don't need it. Yeah, exactly. They do where it counts. And again, as we've touched upon this podcast before, I think the fact that like AEW is essentially a four big show system, it means that oh. you know. Oh, I mean, it mean, it mean, it means that like in the build up to those pay per views as the months apart, you will get 
pay-per-view quality matches on the weekly programming. I mean, we're we're recording this right before winter is coming, which is going to be one of their biggest shows of the year. And it's going to have some amazing matches on it. What are we thinking? Are we thinking Rotunda's Rotunda is coming? I don't even know who's I don't even know who would be debuting tonight. Probably someone. Um, it's going to be a big one, I think. It seems like they're teasing it. I feel, I think it might be Lee. It might be Lee. Ninety, day, 90 day. Yeah, unless he, um, unless there was an error well, with his paperwork. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're fired. I was in ninety day. Come on, hold on. I don't think he'll be free till February. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, if not, then O'Reilly. They have thirty yeah, days. He's 30 literally days. just he's literally yeah. just ran out. They don't. Yeah. You don't have thirty days if uh, your contract. Ends. Oh no! Yeah, his, his contract. Oh, because he didn't get released. Because Cole it could, be Gar- it could be Gargano. Yeah. It could be O'Reilly. I don't think it's Gargano. Gargano's not not wrestling for a while. Oh, he's got the kid I, coming. I, I would bet. Yeah, yeah I think he's gonna take some time for himself and uh, and hang out with his with his wife and kid. That or he's just a fucking workaholic and he's he's coming in. Um. <laughs> Trying to think. I don't know, it depends. Game. It depends what they want to do. I would. I would put. I would put money on Keith. Tell you what. If anyone wants to put put in fiver on Keith tonight, if anyone wants to go against that, I'll go with that. What, what do you mean you'll yeah, go I'll, with I'll that? I'll go with that. I'll take that action. <laughs> That's not how that works. You can't all yeah, say. Fi- all right. If you, if you, you lose, you always pull for fiver. <laughs> all right. If you I'm sh- right, then then if Keith shows we, up, you giving me a. We fiver? won't give you a fiver. All right, fine. I guess I'm actually putting ten in then. Sure. All right. Yeah, well, you get ten back yeah, if you're right. Fucking... Yeah, right. No, I'm not. I'm probably not going to be right now though. Oh well. All right. Anyway, what's the next fucking award? Uh, I'll <laughs> I'll take this was basically my little vanity award. So it's wrestling figure <clears> of the year, and we've got Danhausen faces and heels season two, Tetsuya Naito New Japan Super Seven Series two. The Goon Elite Series 89, uh, Kushida Elite Series 88, and Stone Cold Steve Austin Ultimate Edition 9. And the winner is... It's the Goon, isn't it? Uh, very odd of course. choice. Yeah, very odd choice given that like this is like a gimmick from like the new generation, like the peak of wrestle crap, but the effort that they put into making this figure, like it's a whole new design scan, comes with the hockey gloves, the jersey and the stick. Like it's kind of crazy the amount of like effort they put into like such a very again wrestle crap gimmick. So yeah. Sure. I mean nicheness nicheness goes far (coughs) with me personally. And I think um almost just the brazenness to to do that over doing another roman or an aj or, or a yeah. famous figure right um that's that's great well no, that's why that's why the elite line's good because they they know a lot of their collectors are the adult collectors so like this this one isn't officially in the line they do like what's known as a chase or a special one that's technically part of the line but wouldn't be on the back of the box for example but you can get it mm-hmm. and that's what they do with these ones like this it's created for fan service for those who are like well, I like that era, and I'd like a figure of the goon, and they do put effort into it, so fair play. Um, Garrett, because you've got the best barn out of us, why don't you take us through the best hair nominees? 
And your nominees for best hair. Orange Cassidy. Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns. Sasha Banks. And Jungle Boy. Uh, I have to say, personally, uh, I, I mentioned this when we were going through who actually won. Um, I, I, would, I would put in there uh, the, the now very famous, very well-talented and amazing Hook. I would uh, I would send for Hook personally after his 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 debut. I'm mm -hmm. a big I'm a hook, I'm a hooker. You're a hooker. Basically. I'm a hooker. We've had quite a, quite a lot of uh, of lovely hair. Mm -hmm. Of lovely hair this year, and the winner is Sasha Banks. Ba boom, the Mandalorian zone. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, who apparently isn't back for the next season. Oh, is she in? You've seen it, obviously, no spiders. But is she in the new Spider-Man? She was at the premiere for one of them. No, one of the premieres. Huh. No, it was probably just one of them things. We need to. Yeah, a, a bunch of famous it. people go to go to those yeah, things. Just it's just so that you know, she posts on her social media of I mean, how many followers does she have? That that alone, her posting a picture of her going to Spider-Man, sells a lot of fucking tickets. <laughs> things yeah. a lot of like the if in the Venn diagram of wrestling fans and comic book fans. Mm. It's mainly overlap. I was going to say, we're, we're all diehard wrestling fans and comic book fans here. Yeah. So that's, that's free for free. And I'm pretty sure Scott enjoys a good picture book. She's hidden how many likes. No, he likes to colour an in it, it has. Yeah. She's hidden how many likes, but she has 5 million followers on Instagram. And yeah. Like that, so. There you go. Yeah. It's 5 yeah. million people going to see that yeah <coughs> i wouldn't be surprised if wwe post her going there uh yeah, probably just because they want cross promotion with w with spider-man as well some free well, they used to do it all the time with the bellas didn't they when the bellas went to premieres and yeah what have you they used to always big it up on wwe.com and their socials yeah well they, they, they were like their main like media ambassadors for like yeah fucking ages <coughs> hmm. They'll, they'll do the same, like, if it could be bloody anyone in WWE, if they go to a premiere, like, they'll boast about it. Because, oh, look, we're, we're, we're in this mainstream thing. We're mainstream. It's like, yes, we know. Sure. That's why you're shit. Sure. Well, <laughs> at least her hair looked good on the red carpet. Oh, yeah. Her blue, blue, blue hair on the red carpet. Next award. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next award is the Want to Watch Award. So this is an award where we're kind of spotlighting the future. So a lot of the, the wrestlers we've got on here, they've already had some great recent years, but we're kind of saying, well, they're going to be the big one to watch going into the future. Jace, take us through the nominees. We have Danhausen, Jungle Boy. Was that Bron Brecker? Bron Brecker. Bron Brecker. Jacob Fatu and one Zach Saber Jr. And the winner is and Mr. Dan Housen. Dan Housen gets the award, Housen. Uh yeah. Um Very he's nice. injured Very at cool. the moment, but I'm I'm willing to bet he'll show up on Dynamite at some point when his legs all healed up. I think I think he'd well, be a great addition because like he's he, I see him as being like the next sort of orange Cassidy figure they could have, like a guy who's brought in known for like more funny matches. 
but then they can build him to be like this big wrestling star. Because I think I think a lot of people who only really know Danhausen for this part of his character don't realize he's actually very fucking talented in the ring as well. It yep. took it took embracing his love of Conan O'Brien to then take him to that next level. And I think once he gets into a more mainstream eyes, he'll be fucking massive. That's the thing. Someone like a Dan Housen who's who people don't know him for actually being good in the ring. Yeah. I think there's a, like there's so many people like that who never get that opportunity to show that serious side and that they can have a a serious match. Oh yeah. And Dan Howes yeah. might well, be the I next mean, one that can do it. The amount of uh, major league talent that may never end up being scouted, you know, on, on some indies like that. It's mm-hmm. very sad uh, to think of those, um, which is why, uh, I mean, some, some of these aren't, you know, minor league. Obviously, we've got Bron Bricker, Bron Bronny Brakey uh, there, and we've got someone like Saber Jr. But well, the reason we put people like here, there, obviously Saber has been doing very well. But oh yeah, we think we personally think that he's about to go well, fucking supernova and and should be taking some major gold in New Japan. What he's it was like tag titles, I believe, with um, uh, why am I Tai Chi? Tai Chi. Also, by the way, if you haven't watched any Tai Chi Tai Chi matches, like if you watched him a while ago, where he just looked like an extra from like a Final Fantasy game, uh, now. <laughs> you should realize how fucking good he is. I think I've mm-hmm. sung his praises a while ago on this pod, but he's really fucking, really fucking good. And they are a great, great team. Uh, I mean, I think you were saying, I remember when we did the coverage of the G1, Sabre had a tremendous start of that, didn't he? Like you were basically... I, I thought he was going to win, but they went you, with... You thought you had it, yeah. They went with a whole different route and Wrong didn't... It, honestly... Oh. This should, the winner of the one to watch award. I was going to say, the this to watch. is the one to watch Hello. right there. Hello. You gonna wave? Yeah. Hell Take yeah. the keys. <laughs> See why do you need For to anyone spend just listening to the calls? podcast? There's been a <laughs> surprise entrant. Some keys. A surprise return. <laughs> I found my keys. <laughs> Violet. One He's just watch. looking at looking between you. Like, what's going on? <laughs> there, are, there are people. But they're not here. Um, Yes, New Japan has been actually quite cold this year. And it pains me to say it as a New Japan fan. It's been been a bit bit bad this year. (laughs) It's been completely derailed by a laughing baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She just got got vaccinated today. So she's... Oh. A bit loopy. Oh. Was that one of the? Was that the nasal one, or was that a jab? No, it was two jabs in each leg. Oof. Ugh. Oof. High as oot. I'm hoping she sleeps. Completely, completely no sold the jabs. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, she no sold them. She didn't feel it. Just, just didn't nothing. You hope she sleeps. Yeah. Why wouldn't she sleep? Oh, she absolutely jinxed it. You've jinxed told, it. Huh? You've jinxed it, mate. That's you, pal. Like, ah, you can't I'm say, a, I hope she sleeps. You say, I'm, I'm up a quarter four anyway. What? What? Is yeah. that not your problem? Yeah. You <laughs> It's not my problem if I'm not here. I 
feel like I feel like Jay should have got the dickhead of the year. That damn right, Jay should have got the dickhead of the year. You get you get dickhead of the year now, Jay. Tell Hattie you get dickhead of the year. Oh, making my baby cry. Oh, no, you are. No, I am going away for two minutes. I need to do the banner bottle. All right, that's right. We'll we'll toot on then. Yeah, mute yourself before you run away. Thank you. Um, uh, after that, right in, we'll just move swiftly on to the next award. Um, next up, I'll go through this one. We've got the Redemption Award. So, this was an award we came up with where it was basically a spotlight wrestler who's basically managed to rejuvenate themselves. Like maybe they were a, a victim of poor booking or being underutilized in the company. Maybe it was a good thing of the gimmick or character grown still, and they managed to bring it back up again. Uh, and the nominees for this one are, we've got Ruby Soho, Malachi Black, The Inspiration, Andrade El Idolo, and Christian Cage. And the winner is Destination Unknown. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Yeah, um, talk about someone who like didn't have the worst WWE career, but was never someone that many would have saw at that main event level. And within an in, after getting let go, immediately went to AEW and bam, main event player, and has already become one of the big players in their women's division. Has helped really pull it up this year. Yeah, I mean, the Riot Squad were such a fun stable one of the best parts about women's wrestling in the past yeah. few years uh and then through wwe's insistence that people need to break up for no reason or people need to get fired when they're pregnant or or maybe i think she might be fired just before she was pregnant whatever beside the fucking point uh <laughs> yeah that that happened and, and then using because... said firings yeah. to be like because you got so much money, my friends can't work here anymore. Yeah, which is a shame because Liv is so over and mm-hmm. so loved by people. So please don't don't give Liv shit things. Please stop stop doing this. We we love Liv, and we also love Ruby Soho because just absolutely cracking amazing in the ring. Everyone else on this redemption thing as well is there because they've uh, redeemed some of the uh, some of the injustices that have happened to them. By redemption, we don't mean we don't. Well, we may mean in the future when we do it, people that have done wrong but do better. But this yeah. is more people that have been wronged and yeah. prove prove the wrong the wrongers why they were wrong to wrong them. Yeah, absolutely. I think right. I think Ruby stands out. Yeah, well, I'll give you that. Um, I, right. I think when you, when you look at the rest, I mean, all of them could have been potential winners to carry. But I think we always knew someone like a Malachi Black and an Andrade were immediate. They were essentially. The biggest thing going, and for whatever reason, WWE let them go. So I always knew when they showed up, they would be right where they were. Yeah. Christian Cage, we've seen him do this before. Left WWE in the early 2000s, went to TNA and became a world champion megastar there. So it was only natural when he showed up AW, that's where he'd be. Uh, out of the two of them, it was obviously just be between the inspiration and Ruby Soho. It's just that I've seen more of Ruby Soho to know that she's doing tremendous work at the moment and long may it continue. Yep. Uh, awesome. Well, moving up, it was. This is I've had my wrestling figure awards. This is Garrett's award idea, um, yes. which we already announced on yeah. the socials. But why don't you take us through it anyway, Garrett? Well, I just wanted to to highlight someone who did something lovely, and because we start, we are a relatively positive podcast, a wrestling podcast, positivity. Uh, 
So we try and get the negative things out of the way first because there are often too many negative things. And sometimes the good things fall by the wayside. There have been a lot of people in the wrestling world who have done a lot of good. Quite a lot of fundraisers, quite a lot of just lovely random acts of kindness and and lovely things. Almost almost everything surrounding uh, uh, Brody Lee, John Huber, um, uh, is is wonderful. If you haven't yet, please read the what what Amanda Huber wrote recently. Oh, the Players uh, Tribune it's, article. It's it's very lovely. Um, but uh, the person we want to highlight today is one Malachi Black. And this is just simply from somebody's uh, Facebook post where they took their they took their child to an event, expecting to pay twenty five pound a piece to go in. They were kind to him to help him find the way, and in return, he went straight to the desk, gave them VIP passes, allowed them to meet everyone, and you know, w- without any looking for thanks or or or, yeah. or anything like that. It's just a solid a solid thing to do. Solid dude. Absolutely. Just give him, just give him a little bit of something. But I mean, like again, he was just lost trying to get into the convention. They just showed him the way, and he was just like, "Yeah, get the VIP passes. I'll pay for it." Just like yep. such a nice, simple gesture just, made a young fan showing showing day. kindness and kindness, and it's it's a lovely thing yeah. to see. You back with golden, us, golden huggy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like again, it's <laughs> nice spotlight wrestlers that basically do go above and beyond outside of the ring. Um, you had an extra little award mentioned at the start that you wanted to throw out there right buddy i did i've just seen uh <laughs> spider-man you're going the wrong way there <laughs> i've just, just seen just spider-man terrible. no way home and i will not ruin it for anyone i'm sure everyone uh has has knows the spoilers here and there but something that has been confirmed is that green goblin is in it yeah uh, and yeah that was in the trailer. what i saw green goblin do is a couple of wrestling moves here and there, and maybe hit the best spinebuster I've ever seen in anything ever. And it was like a proper spinebuster. Like, he went all the way down. It was just... It was so good that it, it thought I thought to myself, we need to have the best wrestling move not in wrestling award. Right, because we all see those movies, and someone does a wrestling move, like uh, uh, in in a bunch of like Black Widow things and all this. They all do like Hurricane Ranas and and all this kind of thing. So next year, this is the unofficial winner of uh, the unofficial award uh, for best non wrestling wrestling move of the year. Yeah, non in rest non. What would the word be? Non wrestling media out. wrestling move of the year. Non-wrestling media wrestling move of the year goes to drum roll, please. Willem Dafoe for his spine buster against Spider-Man in Spider-Man No Way Home. If we if we'd and we will find week, a clip eventually because it's fucking great. If we'd waited a week, we could have had any time uh, Geralt of Rivia punches someone. Oh, dude, he is gonna hit a fucking Frankensteiner on like a, a werewolf of some kind, and it's gonna. Be, I'm well, gonna no, be like, oh shit. Well, that will be next year. That will be next year's. Uh, well, no, because because uh, Geralt is played by Henry Cavill. Anytime sure. any Henry Cavill character punches someone, technically it's a Superman punch. He's not wrong. <laughs> 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 Ha, ha, ha.
my joke was that bad I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next award. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> uh, Jace, uh, take us through Entrance of the Year. Yes. So, entrances, the nominees for Entrance of the Year are Adam Page and the Dark Order, Dark Order at Fight for the Fallen. Edge at WrestleMania 37. Chris Jericho, no music while the fans are singing Judas. CM Punk, CM Punk, the return pops so loud you couldn't hear the music. And the Lucha Bros at All Out. And the winner is... CM Punk, the return pops so loud you couldn't hear the music. Boom. Yeah. I never... Yeah. It just has to be. How could that be beaten? Again, like there yeah. were some good choices on there for nominees, but I think it's just like I've never heard a return pop that epic before. Like again, you, you could like for the for the first few few parts of when he came out, you couldn't hear the opening of Cult of Personality. It was that loud, and it was just the fact like the fact that it just happened. Like I watched it live at three a.m. and went from being feeling incredibly tired to wide awake, full of emotion. I was basically that crying guy in the crowd. I was like, yeah, man, I, I feel you. It, I it just had, That's my favorite yeah. wrestler, you know? Yeah, right, right. It's our boy. So, I mean, yeah, again, how could it not be? Like, I, I, I doubt we'll ever see a pop like that again anytime soon. I'm not saying it couldn't happen again, but, like, I mean, no. who, 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 who could you really imagine would get a pop like that on a return? Um, like, no, no one. I, I, well, definitely a, a surprise pop would be like if uh, I'm trying to think of a dead wrestler. Your nah, I can't be bothered. I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's nah. The Shockmaster. There you go. He's not dead. He is. The it, character's well, dead. Didn't they kill off the character? <laughs> Might as well be. No, but his career like, is. But like the ah, he was three days. Like a, from a, so many people, so many people thought they were never going to see Punk in a wrestling ring. Yeah. yeah, in any capacity, and then that happened. Even if people like, because it was spoiled that he was going to AEW, we all knew it was going to happen. <clears throat> in the back of everyone's minds, it was still like. Nah, it's not gonna happen. Nah, it's not gonna happen. Nah, it's not gonna happen. Oh yeah. And then it yeah. fucking happened. Yeah. I think it was I think it was that um it wasn't everyone knew, so they didn't bullshit it, right? They were just like open hit music, let's go. Mm-hmm. As they should have, right? Because yeah. They just did it, they let them talk, they let it happen. It was great. It was amazing. Yeah. And that was on like a one-hour show as well, right? And he was there for like twenty yeah. minutes. Well, again, it like it on helps, Rampage, wasn't it? Yeah, it helped cement Rampage because that was only the second ever episode of Rampage. So they were already yeah. basically trying to play out all the stops of like, okay, this needs to be must-watch TV. And I mean, what a fucking flex! The second episode in, yeah, we we, we got CM Punk back. Whatever, yeah. you should tune in. It's like this all yeah. the time. This thing like AEW have got like so good now of. 
even though you know people are going there, there's going to be surprise returns on big shows like or surprise debuts. But they do such a good job of not overhyping it. Yeah. Like when like when Austin's going to be on Raw or SmackDown, WWE advertising it like two oh, you months fucking know and, about it. You fucking know yeah. about it. <laughs> Whereas like AW just are quite happy to just rely on rumor. Mm. Not well, they got, they got what? in trouble. Um, they got in trouble with the network, I believe, because they didn't tell them that Sting, I think, was debuting, and they didn't advertise yeah, Sting. Something, I remember something about that. And they said, yeah. they said, you better fucking advertise Sting. Um, yeah, it's, which no. is why they advertised. I think next was they advertised. Paul White, formerly Big Show. Yeah. And they said he's going to make a big well. announcement for someone coming out. Yeah. Right? Which was Christian Cage, wasn't it? Yes, it was Christian Cage. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that happened from that, which is annoying because uh, television networks can fucking suck my dick and balls. <laughs> well, like, what, what was massively done about this was, like, when, when you listen to Tony Khan and Punk talk about it, the whole idea was they designed it as being the worst kept secret in wrestling, which sure. is true. Like, I mean, like in the build of like, like I was saying, like, I felt like the Charlie Day meme from always sending in Philadelphia with the amount of like little Easter eggs and they were all teasing and the red herrings that they were throwing out. So yeah, it was just, it was just masterfully done. Um, <clears throat> moving on, Gary, do you want to take us through the next one, which is promo of the year? And the nominees for promo. Of the year. CM Punk return speech. Edge, my terms. CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Moxley and Kingston's last words for the Young Bucks. CM Punk and MJF. We've had some absolute bangers this year. We've had some people uh, lay their heart on the line. We've had some unofficial promos of just people talking backstage and just... It's been a wonderful year, but there's going to be one winner or perhaps two because the promo of the year is CM Punk and Eddie Kingston and their war of the words. I uh, absolutely. I mean, it, it just kind of just they are fighting the over the bear hug award. See, it, it lives on. They both just really want that bear. Um, I mean, I think it just goes to show like how Punk hasn't missed step by the fact that he was up for free nominations on promo of the year and you can say like well he's your favorite wrestler it's like well watch the promos they were all fucking fantastic yeah. like yeah he's the best talker well, in the business for a fucking reason I, I, for, for people, <laughs> yeah, for fact, people that might think like off you oh, so the fact that one of the best talkers of all time Roddy Piper said the only person who could hold a candle to him was CM Punk sure like, there you go yeah, I mean, for anyone being like, being like, oh, well, Punk isn't all that. It's like, there's, I'm, I'll spoil it. There's a reason he's not up there in matches of the year. You know, he's, uh, he's, he isn't on match of the year, right? No, 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 no right. Well, he's amazing, but he's, he's a big because he can fucking talk. And this is why yeah. he's here. Like, 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 he can put on an amazing match. Like, we've seen him do it with like, yeah, Samoa Joe, John Cena, like so many people. But now I think the stars, the stars have got... to align a little more 
Um, yeah, but given yeah. given the talent that's in AEW now, like with Kenny Omega, Adam Page, like Moxley, he, Jericho, like all these people, like you, he's not he's not going to be able to put on a five star classic. Well, the the thing is, I a think random is, episode of Dynamite. He, I think he, I think he is, but the, the I mean, you know, you have uh, Brian Danielson come out on YouTube and fight. Um, well, my mind is blanking. I obviously know who it is, but Suzuki, uh, Suzuki, uh, you fight fight Suzuki for half an hour, and it's like that's fucking amazing. One of the best matches ever. Mm. Probably yeah. the best match for free on YouTube that was just put on YouTube. Um, whereas Punk gets his five stars, gets his whatever stars, probably a six star sometime down the line by making a story. And that's why, you know, his match with Kingston was so good. And that's why his eventual match with MJF is probably going to be bloody amazing. No, that, that, because that's he can what tell I mean, a, without the... Story. Like, without the promos, yeah. without the build to the match, Punk's not having a five-star classic. Well, he, mm-hmm. he, you know what he is from the from the... From the meaning of the word promo, he is a promoter. He is yeah. very, yeah. very good at promoting his matches and, and proving why he needs a you know spot up the card. Like let me let yeah, me put I, it. None this of this way. is a revelation to anyone, you know. But no, like, no. fuck, he's amazing. Let, let me put it this way. So going back to obviously his return, if Punk came out on his return and it was announced he wasn't going to be an in-ring competitor, he was just going to be an on-screen personality for AEW Dynamite, like. I don't know, like a GM figure, just to throw out an example. You'd be good he wasn't wrestling again, but then you'd still be happy because you get to hear him talk every week. And if he's delivering stuff like like that, you wouldn't feel disappointed. You'd still be watching what he does, how he does best. Sure, sure. I think, I mean, there was slight buzz for when he debuted for, what, talking, sm- not talking smack, FS1's WWE, who gives a Backstage. Oh, right. uh, backstage. Yeah. yeah. There was a bit of buzz. And I think he thought it was going to be something more than it could have been but I, I you know i think when wwe realized like all right we're not actually we don't technically own this bit <laughs> in this show or him he's employed by fox he can kind of say what he wants to i think it was kind of nipped in the bud rather quickly um i bet the executives at fox thought like oh if we get him on here we could get him we could get him back on smackdown we could get him back on raw mm-hmm. well smackdown fox or whatever you get my yeah. point yeah moving yeah. on to the next award. Next up, it is Storyline of the Year, and the nominees are we've got The Journey of Hangman, Million Dollar Grimes, The Undisputed Era Explodes, uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, The Client Triangle, and Punk versus Kingston. Solid choices there, and the winner is... It's Hangman. Gotta be, gotta be fucking it's Hangman. Hangman. It's Hangman. Gotta be fucking Hangman. Talk about is. one of up next to Gargano and Champa, one of the best long-term story bookings we've seen in decades. Like, like the amount. Like, if you follow what Tony Khan said, his entire first two years of AEW were to get Hangman to this point, and that's what we've seen. We've essentially seen two years of story revolving around him, and in just the last year alone, with his feud with the Elite, could have been nomination itself. It's just the fact that this whole yeah. thing has finally paid off so well. You know what I, I think the the measure of this kind of thing is now is back in the days of DVDs and tapes, you yeah. could you could take one 
and not just do here's a pay-per-view you go here is the feud or the story of this person right uh, and the last few people i can think of that you could do that for you could make a good dvd out of kingston uh kofi kingston right and his rise to mm-hmm. to the wwe championship you can make a great dvd out of that and then a, maybe a little deleted extra where he loses in th- three seconds uh but this is the kind of thing you could make right you you throw in like his rise through uh places you know um all around the indies and whatnot his joining uh bullet club joining the elite and then you've just got all of his great matches in in aew you could sprinkle in some behind the scenes bits on um being the elite you know that's a dvd right there and I feel like a lot of the a lot of the feuds in WWE right now they're not DVD material. No. You know? <laughs> no. I, yeah, King Kofi Kingston's probably the last, the last one that they've been able to do it for. But I, I know what you mean. Like even even like if you don't take like anything Hangman did prior to AEW in the last two years, you've got a DVD because it's been such a such a well-told story yep. that spanned yep. two years of everyone's lives. I don't, I, I don't even think you could fit it on one DVD because there is so much going on. Sure. <laughs> uh, you have so many nuanced points, right? You have this... Um, you know what, you know what um, a good comparison would be is you've got the the points with Kenny and and um his uh, like you know use of alcohol right mm-hmm. a very nuanced thing where they didn't overtly go this person has a problem with alcoholism let's make them do a piss test on live tv like I'll they do with someone chris jericho yeah well i was gonna say jeff hardy who's just been fired which they did and then he yeah. pissed in a cup and threw it at uh seamus whatever Beside the point, they did it rather nuanced, rather gently. Uh, there was a bit where him and Hangman were on the same page, and he toasted like milk and stuff. It was, it was great. Even that, right? If if you study film, if someone drinks milk, they're a bad guy. Yeah. Right. Think of someone yeah. drinking milk in a film and tell me they're tell uh, anyone in a film and and that's a good guy drinking milk. I can't even think of anyone in the film drinking milk. Are we including Uh, flavoured milk? No. Okay. Unless they're a bad guy, in which case, yes. (laughs) Right? A subtle thing that might might not necessarily have been, you know, they're like, we must have milk. This is a key story point, but it's just a really subtle thing. But anyway, they do all these these story beats. You have the moments like him trying to lean on Kenny and Kenny just letting him fall to the ground. You have the moments like, um, you know, you think it's going to be Hangman going to turn on Kenny. He's ready because, you know, he was embracing the Bucks after their Bucks match and then he decides against it and they team up. And then the downfall of FTR, uh, you know, leading him down a dark path and, and serving other stories as they go. The stories like... Him thinking that, you know, if he joins a team, it's just going to implode on him. And then finding true friends in the Dark Order. Not going down a route that other companies may have done where they're just like, we need a new leader. There has to be a leader. We have to uh, do a uh, whatever. It's like, no. Yeah. They, they 
they honored both stories. They allowed for <clears throat> something really genuine and real, and they mirrored it uh, constantly, like with the, you know, uh, uh, Matt Jackson looking on at the Dark Order the same way that Hangman looked on at the Elite. It's just been absolutely wonderful. And then finally to win it with such a great, uh, such a great entrance, such a great video package being lifted by the Dark Order. It was wonderful. It was great. And tonight he's against uh, Brian Danielson. So we'll see. We'll see what happens next. Yeah, it's exciting not knowing. I think I still think Hangman's going to win. Um, oh yeah, I think, I'd be we'll shocked see. if he dropped it in his first defense. Genuinely shocked. Yep. Uh, well, lovely stuff. Uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, one of the sort of bigger categories we got, one I always look forward to, uh, match of the year. So, Jace, why don't you take us through the nominees? So, the nominees are Britt Baker DMD versus Thunder Rosa in the lights out match, Volta versus Ilya Dragunov 2 from Takeover 36, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson from Grand Slam, Osprey versus Shingo from Wrestling. Duntaku, is that how you pronounce that? Mm-hmm. And the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks from All Out. And the winner is Volta versus Ilya Dragunov 2. Yeah, the, the boys take it for two years in a row, pretty much, because yeah. we when we did our episode last year, we basically kept saying that this was our match of the year. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Can't can't really can't really dispute it. it. Was another absolute brutal knockout classic. They essentially I still think I preferred their first encounter just because of how mm. bizarre it was with no fans and you could hear them more or less mutilating one another. But they more or less took that and actually put it in front of a crowd this time and the crowd went absolutely ballistic for it. So it was still absolutely tremendous. And and I mean, it was kind of it was kind of cool to see Elia finally get the big win over Walter as well and take off with the UK Championship. Can't really say what he's really been doing with the belt. I haven't been keeping up with that, but still brilliant to see hmm. yep I, I mean a lot of matches on there are very in contention that my one that i had to fight over in my mind is um baker rosa yeah that was those these two matches you know, were about there for me i, w- I think I, I think that yeah. the match itself wasn't as good but the the imagery and the the what it did for both their characters is you know that match where they went where they, where they went after has felt better than where uh what they've done with Ilya and and Bob oh yeah so well yeah. that match basically because at that time the women's division aw was really still the weakest point i think that match was what the springboard which has helped it get better over the year mm. over this past year and it, it it keeps getting better it's finally getting to where it needs to be and that was the match that certainly helped that plus it was basically another austin or becky lynch moment where Britt Blaker covered in blood is going to be an image we'll see for decades. To yeah. Come. See, I think with the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match, the women's division in AEW didn't really know what it was. Yeah. But this was like, right, these are the two. These are the two we're building this division round. We've got, we've now got a direction we can go. It's just a shame that it took so long to get there mm. with the talent that they've got. Yeah. Yeah. No, but absolutely. Any of these matches could have could have won match of the year. 
Oh, 100%. Particular shout-out for me, again, was uh, Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks, yeah. where it was just 20 minutes of pure chaos and having to, like, rewind and watch it in slow motion just to see how they did stuff. But that's, was it that's the, was it the, the Was it Pentagon and Matt Jackson pedigree and the Younger Brothers on the apron at one point? Yeah, not pedigree, they did. Sorry, pile driving. They did, uh, the younger brothers of the teams. Canadian Destroyers, I think it was. Canadian <clears throat> Destroyers. Yeah, yeah. And then they obviously had the, even just the daft the daft moments that you can help pop for, like when he pulls out a Nike trainer covered in thumbtacks. Yeah. Uh, the last time I had to do a do a rewind slow-mo shot of something was um, uh, Tony Storm's finisher. Yes. Where it's like a hip toss into a DDT type thing. It's crazy. So good. So good. Maybe maybe that's an award we can add next year. Move maneuver of the year. Maneuver of the year. I think I think yeah, maneuver of the year. Makes sense. Call it the know, it's a difficult one because award. people don't really don't really change it, I guess. Maybe it might be spot. Maybe maneuver. What about like Move. unbelievable unbelievable techers award? Unbelievable techers award makes sense, yeah. 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 Uh, Kraken, well, well, we'll move swiftly on. Uh, next up is Show of the Year. Garrett, why don't you take us through the nominees? And the nominees for Show of the Year. NXT TakeOver 36. All Out. Full Gear. The Royal Rumble. Dominion. And the winner is... All Out. Yeah, of course it was. Of course yeah, it was all out. Oh my god, what a goddamn <laughs> show. Again, we a lot of people made the comparison and we said at the time, like, um, it's up there with like WrestleMania 17 in my book. It's just one of those perfect shows you can watch all the way through and you can't really pinpoint a bad moment. It was just perfect yeah. beginning to end. Like I haven't seen a show like that in a long time. Like even like even even like it's like a lot of NXT takeovers, even in the good era, there was stuff like I like I, I could criticize this show generally everything was perfect from the, the booking the big returns that they had obviously you had Punk's first match in seven years on there as well everything about was tremendous and again that's where you had the Lucha Cage match you had that brilliant event between Omega and Christian Cage just all all tremendous stuff yep yep 100% um, wasn't this honestly... the show also had a Moxley in Kingston no, Moxley and no. Suzuki, I believe. That's the one. Moxley. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it was Suzuki. Moxley Kingston. Was it Moxley Kingston? Let's check the card. Let's check the, check the card. card. Suzuki comes out at the end. He was like a special. Yeah, Suzuki comes out at the end. Debut, but I don't think it was yeah. Moxley Kingston. Because Moxley Kingston were pals at this point. Where's just the card? Uh, okay. Uh, best Friends and Jurassic Express against... Uh, Hardy Family Office and the Hybrid 2. Miro defeated Eddie Kingston by pinfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo- oh, it was uh, Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Baker against Statlander. Uh, Lucha Bros. Young Bucks. Uh, Ruby Soho won by last eliminating Thunder Rosa in the Casino Battle Royal. So it was that debut. Um, Chris Jericho defeated MJF. Oh, I forgot. Yep. Was that one? Yeah. Um, and that was the one he had to, if he lost, he had to retire. CM Punk Derby, 
Uh, and then a little breather room, uh, Paul White defeated QT Marshall, and then Omega, Christian Cage. Yep. Again, everything did what it's supposed to. Even the Paul White match, it was just... <clears throat> It was just it was just what you what you expected. Big big Paul White comes out, dominates for about two minutes, and then leaves. That's all you needed. Yeah. yeah. Which is how WWE should have treated him. Always. <laughs> well, they did, when they they did when they needed him like that, and then all the rest of it was just like, okay, we need you to be a bad guy. Okay, next week. Okay, now you need to be a good guy again, and so on and so forth. But was it? Was it on a Broken Skull Sessions where Austin got him to say whether he turned heel on someone or not? Did a little quiz? I think they did a quiz. Like Even they yeah. know it's like, yeah, this is very much a meme even Yeah, he just, he just literally gave, gave him a name of someone like, oh, uh, Daniel Bryan, did you turn heel on him? Like, Or John Cena or Dolph Ziggler. Just, and even even he had lost track of who he, who he turned heel on. Pretty sure there was even one of the answers was he did it twice in the same night, which he's definitely done before. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Either way, all out. What a tremendous show. Um, I think it's going to be... Well, I mean, if AW carries in the way it is, hopefully we'll see plenty more like that going down the line. But it, it generally felt like um, one of those rare lightning in a bottle shows. So, yeah, so absolutely do, tremendous. Do you think this is going to be like the... See, I think with AW now, this is going to set such a benchmark it's going to be so hard for them to to reach that again true well along it's came going to be so... full gear and full gear was also an amazing show full, you know full gear. I, I think that the well, i think we always worry about a benchmark um yeah about uh, uh, no, uh can they ever top this and i oh, no, i get i, I like, do get that i sometimes not topping worry. it i but like doing but, the but same is everyone, thing. Is everyone just going to be like, oh, well, it wasn't as good as All Out? It, it has to happen at some point. At some point, you're going to hit the... Or do you, or do you think top. it's going to be... Or do you think it's going to be more like NXT, where we just get so used to having quality that it's just like, oh, AEW had a show last night. Oh, how was it? Brilliant. Nice one. I think I it's, think, it's, I think it will It's just be going there. to be get to the point where we're just like, yeah, AEW, it's great. I, th- it's... I think I think in a way yes, but then you've also got to f- remember that they're still such a young company that they've still got a lot of firsts to come. Like obviously, we're excited because I mean you've got the whole fact that they're hopefully going to be doing a big show in the UK next year, mm-hmm. and if that's filmed, that's like a diff- a benchmark for a different reason. I mean yeah. they've still they've still got the capability of maybe eventually going into even bigger venues, so. But I, I get what you mean. I, I think I think it will become a bit like an NXT takeover scenario where the shows are so consistently good. People will just be, oh, yeah, it was brilliant. But then, to Garrett's point as well, I think there will be those people who'll be like, eh, it wasn't as good as All Out 2021. You'll always get that, though. But <clears throat> if, if, if we are going to have an AEW <clears throat> pay-per-view or Dynamite or Rampage, whatever, in the UK, I'm glad Tony Khan owns a football team. So he knows what to expect from a British crowd. Yeah. yeah. Coming live from Fulham. Do it. Sell out the stadium. Oh, it'll do well. We'll sure yeah. to be there. Have to be. Without a doubt. Be part of history. Uh, anyway, speaking of big epic moments, it's time for the holy shit 
moment of the year, and I'll run us through the nominees. So we've got yeah. CM Punk returns, uh, Matt Cardona, King of the Deathmatch, uh, Big E cashes in, uh, Andrade and Cody, Flaming Table, and Britt Baker, BLD, covered in blood. Um, and the winner is... We know what the winner is. Come on, yeah. it's fine. Come on. <laughs> was, 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 was there any contention? <laughs> the, dude, the dude's walking home with a lot of gold wear tonight. Um, I, I, yeah. I thought we decided the winner of this one was Goldberg beats Lashley in Saudi Arabia. It was close. It was close <laughs> now. I've, I've been hoodwinked. <laughs> um... I mean, I, I don't think there was any any yeah. doubt. I mean, this was, we've, I think we've talked about playing tonight, but yeah, like, it was the biggest yeah. moment of the year, and it's still the biggest moment of the year. Like, I've, I've watched this return nearly 20 times on YouTube. It, it, it's become like, it's become like the pipe bomb. I can just watch it over and over again, and mm-hmm. I never get tired of it. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's yeah not, there's I, not don't, really I don't think it needs... I don't think you, yeah, not not many things can elicit that kind of emotion in wrestling. It has to be the stars aligning, and the stars very much did. Mm-hmm. Star came out. So. Yeah. yeah, there's not many wrestling videos you can just watch every day and be like, and never get bored of it. But this is one of them. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Quite a lot of mine that I do go back to all the time are just CM Punk. Especially CM Punk with Triple H. Oh yeah, yeah. Anytime. Some of the some of the stuff he got away with saying Triple H. <laughs> so go back to an earlier award where we were saying when Punk came back, even if he didn't come back as in ring competitor, I'd like to see him come back and do commentary. Or just every week, just wear a ridiculously oversized blazer. <laughs> just because it's one of my favorite CM Punk moments. You can even wear my blazer. Every week, just asking someone to to wear their blazer. I love just it just because it's one of my favorite moments. It is one of my favorite. CM Punk blazer so guy. <laughs> um. Well, staying on in this vein, um, Gary, do you want to take us through the nominees for debut return of the year? I mean, oh sure, I can, buddy. Just for the sake of it, go on. We, we have Adam going. Cole, baby. Brian Danielson, John Cena, Malachi Black, and some guy. And the winner is CM Punk, of course. There he is, <laughs> yeah, holding yeah. his huggy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the exact same thing we said before. Um, I mean, he, he can't win it again, so there's that. Yeah. You know? I mean... I, I, Unless he I'm turns up next fair. year in WWE, he's not winning debut slash return of the year again. I was going to say, like, I feel, I feel like, fair enough. We've, we, like, I mean, that's like four or five awards we've given him, but I mean, yeah, it was, it was pretty special, and um, you know, I, I, I'm sure we won't be the only place doing end of year awards with him walking away with several for this very reason. I don't think we'll be the only ones doing it, but no. we had to. It's, it's our boy. It's Phil. Yeah. It's our boy, Phil. We had to. Um, well, we've got enough, so let's move on to the next one. Jace, you want to take us through Commentator of the Year? So, Commentator of the Year. The nominees are Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, Pat McAfee, Nigel McGuinness, and Corey Graves. 
And the winner is Excalibur. Ba-boom. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes, it is. I, I, I think this, for me, was the most difficult one to decide on. It was a little tricky. Um, again, all of them were spot on. Um, I, I want to point out this now because uh, when I when I put these up on Instagram, um, I remember getting a comment where someone just putting JR in capital letters and lots of exclamation marks. We love JR. He's the best commentator he's, of all time. He's but you gold. can't, yeah, you can't deny the since since going AW, like the guys, the guys in his seventies now. He's he's not as yeah. sharp as he used to be. Makes quite a few errors. I mean. Didn't he end one of the? It was a one of AW's like amazing show broadcasts by saying this was wasn't Wednesday night WWE Dynamite. Goodbye, everyone. Like yeah, I mean like that. The, you know, the, the you, you can't is, blame like, him. His, uh, no. I, 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 a lot of them make mistakes here and there, and that's fine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, he, I don't. I'm not even judging him on the mistakes. I, I just don't think he. I, I don't think he himself would even say. Uh, you know that he's he's up to scratch with them. Uh, he's great now as um, helping out with yeah. the play-by-play, even helping out with color commentary. But right now, uh, and we we are at a lovely stage where all of these people on this list are absolutely tremendous. Having Tony Schiavone back is great. I personally think that Pat McAfee is such an amazing talent when he talks. Uh, I fell in love with Pat McAfee, and I've spoken about this before, on an NXT TakeOver pre-show a few years ago, where he was just the most goddamn hilarious thing. Wasn't on commentary yet, wasn't wrestling. He's absolutely fucking hilarious. He can kind of go in the ring as well, but on commentary, he's absolutely uh, outstanding. I wouldn't be surprised if he get next year if he's, if he's kept on commentary. But Excalibur is shaping up to be just one of the best play-by-play commentators going he has such a good knowledge of wrestling he has such a good knowledge of the moves the backstory of every wrestler the history in every company uh the story at hand he's so good at promoting and putting over people which is the job of a commentator and i honestly i would like to give a a special shout out to taz as well for some of his calls he's don't worry i think he's made more botches than uh uh JR, to be honest, but he's been so good at putting people over, especially Hook, for obvious reasons, it being his son. But but no, like, AEW giving a platform to Excalibur, uh, God, what a perfect choice for a commentator. What a perfect yeah. choice. And you, you can tell he's really gone under the tutelage of, like, two of the best announcers of all time, because, like, he'd done commentary before AEW, obviously, with his own promotion, PWG, but why I, I'll admit when he first came to AW, his commentary wasn't the greatest, and within two years, he's already like become like the best one that they've got now, in my opinion. Um, even like we said, like having Tony Schiavone back, great. I remember hearing Tony Schiavone do commentary for MLW before he went AW, and he didn't. He sounded like he'd completely lost his passion. And I think AEW has rejuvenated him as a commentator. He's like back to where he wants to be, and he sounds yeah. basically like he yeah. never left. It's been great. I think everyone they've got on the um, personality side of it, like Tony Schiavone to me is not, he's one of the best like backstage interviewers right now. Uh, I also fucking like they've, they've taken Mark Henry and they've put him backstage on rampage to do these like fighting style promos. 
And every every time he's like, now nah, it's time for the main event. And it's just the best every time. It's just such a good like places to put people. And I I just absolutely love all of the the um the places they've, they've got everyone. They have such great commentators, they have such great backstage personalities. It's wonderful. It's lovely. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh well we'll move swiftly on then. Uh Gary, do you want to take us through the non-wrestling personality of the year? Yes, I can indeed. Non-wrestling personality of the year. Paul Heyman, Malcolm Bivens, Dan Lambert, Bad Bunny, and Don Callis. There are quite a few names on here uh, that have been absolutely stellar through the years. We mentioned Bad Bunny, who did have a match. However, a lot of it was non-wrestling related. So we'll just, we're putting him on there anyway. However, the winner is Paul Heyman. Of course it's Heyman. One of the best stories right now in WWE has been the bloodline and him uh, teaming up with Roman Reigns and doing all this shtick has been absolutely bloody amazing. It's been tremendous. And he's Paul fucking Heyman. Uh, If WWE doesn't fire him, I personally think that Malcolm Bivens is going to be up there. In such a short amount of time, in such a short amount of screen time with the Diamond Mine and all this kind of thing, he's been absolutely incredible. He's so fucking funny. He is absolutely hilarious. He does a good job of getting people over. He makes people look uh, massive as well because he's like my height. (laughs) Uh, He's so fucking funny on Twitter as well. But Heyman has been an absolute MVP this year. Yeah. uh, In this role. I know people have some issues with him backstage here and there one once or twice, but in this role, he's I was gonna say, absolutely outstanding. When it comes to him as the on-screen character, he's kind of untouchable. Like you, you if you need to get someone over, typically just give them Heyman and he'll fucking make sure it's done. I mean, I, I think yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, I mean, the big thing with Roman Reigns finally getting over, obviously him turning heel and the work that he's doing would have probably been enough. But you add mm. him into that mix and it's just made it ooh that extra that extra bit more juicy, you know? It's really pushed it further. And plus like one of my favorite funny moments of this was the contract signing with Reigns and Lesnar before yeah. uh was it SummerSlam? No uh, Crown Jewel. And um him and him and, and Heyman's just caught in the middle between the two of them. It was just beautifully done. So good. Yeah, it was basically it was basically like a, a ladder match for Dominic, but it was Heyman. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's how that's how the feud's going to end. Yeah, L- ladder match. It's going to be, gonna be it's, well, it's going to be two separate things swinging. It's going to be one custody of Paul Heyman, and then the Universal Title. Or, you have to choose. You have to choose. Heyman on a pole match. I mm, I don't want to. Uh, mm. mm. I want to see how they set that up. Anyway, next. Next award. Next <laughs> award. All right, next one is. Came on a pick. Came on a pick truck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah um, next up is Faction of the Year. And your nominees are The Elite, The Bloodline, Contra Unit, The Diamond Mine, and The Inner Circle. And the winner is. It's The Elite, in it? Um, had to be, I, yeah. I mean, this this one, 
it was kind of, I mean, all the factions on here were great, but it was kind of a two-horse race, where it was either going to be the Elite or the Bloodline. For my money, when we were deciding these, the Bloodline's been great, but for me, there hasn't been a ton of further story development, whereas the Elite, you've had, again, as we just said before, so many different layers and angles going on this year with them that I felt like that they kind of just outdid the Bloodline this year. Well, it's not even that, like, so many different angles, so many different ways they've done it, but across so many different promotions. Mm, that as well. also yeah. had to tie in with other storylines going on in other promotions, and then they, 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 just that they've made it all work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's all tied together perfectly. I mean, obviously, you've had, like, Doc Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson yeah. for, like, the impact side of things. Mm-hmm. Then... Like the the, like the 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 fact that they were already like a big unit anyway, and then they finally got Adam Cole back into the mix and tied in with all the stuff that they did with being the elite, and basically that whole stable's been dominant the whole year. I mean, Gallows and Anderson have held the Impact tag team titles twice. Young Bucks obviously had a long ass reign with the tag AEW tag belts, and then you had Omega as the champion basically the entire year as well. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Yeah, like, can't can't yep. really top it. To be fair, no. I would have loved to have put a. Um... Uh, a new japan stable on here but like i say i have been the biggest proponent and supporter of new japan forever since mm-hmm. i've known that they were a thing uh, it's been a it's been a, a weak year next year i would love to see chaos up there i would love to see uh you know potentially i was gonna put um united empire up on uh, on my nominations but i started, they didn't really they've the not really done a lot like how it's been so so cold and it's just not really up there they've been doing some stuff in other promotions like they've taken on aussie open as part of united empire now uh so is tjp i guess so uh it it seems like they they don't really know what to do with that will offspray stable yet which we kind of said around wrestle kingdom all the way back at the start of the year we were like oh just formed this year we'll see what they're going to do with it and they've not they've not done a lot I think it's been difficult for Japanese promotions, though, because the Japanese COVID restrictions have been yeah very for tight. a long time. It's been rough. They haven't been able to they, get anyone. So it's, to it's been it has been difficult for them to do anything. Yeah, like, Will I think it's been opened up for, for Wrestle Kingdom. I think a lot of people have now. They're able to go. I know that Osprey is going to be there. He's going to challenge um, the winner of the first night between Shingo and. <laughs> Okada on the second night, he's challenging them, uh, which will be interesting. Be fun. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's gonna win. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Shibata's got a goddamn match, which is gonna be mad. Imagine we're able to put Shibata for match of the year next year. God, that'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, would be wonderful. Be amazing. But yeah, faction of the year, the elite. elite. Uh, just before I move on, I just want to say a shout out as well to the nominee on their uh, country unit. If you've never watched any M- MLW stuff, like I said, they pretty much put it all on YouTube. They've been a hell of a heel faction, and they literally mm-hmm. just dissolved this year. Go back and watch the last two years of stuff. It's been great. That's why we spotlight Jacob Fatty uh, in our Want to Watch Award. But yeah, uh, moving on. Uh, Jace, take us through the next category, which is Tag Team of the Year. Tag Team of the Year. The nominees are... The Young Bucks, the Lucha Bros, Pretty Deadly, RK Bro, and FTR. 
And the winner is the Young Bucks. Yeah. It's the Young course. Bucks. Yeah. Again, um, the number one well, way... Like... Sorry. Oh, I, I will ahead, say go for ahead. this one, when we were when we were coming up, the winners for this, <coughs> two teams, obviously there's four of us do this, four of us voted. There were two teams that got all four of us to vote for them. And it was the Young Bucks... And an RK bro, right? When I wrote, because <laughs> I think I was the one that wrote RK bro, um, yeah, originally. I wrote unironically RK bro, yeah, that, because that's they started as a now. joke, they started as a joke, and I wasn't behind it, but they've actually told something good in WWE, and it's tag team fucking wrestling as well. So, yeah. honestly. <laughs> It's very weird to say that they were my runners up to the Young Bucks this year, but they really were. Kind of given given how we we've ranted and love on this pod about WWE's thing of just taking two random wrestlers, putting them together, and giving them the tag belts. This is the one example where we're like, okay, that's fair. It, it worked. I, I think. I think. I think. I think it's just generally because Riddle's good at these whole like, oh, I'm the wacky partner, and then you're the serious guy because they, they basically did what he did with Pete in NXT, but they've yeah. done it like further. On the main yeah, roster, well, yeah. given that I got well, the main shot. thing is, the main thing is they've actually stuck with it and they've continued, yeah. continued a goddamn story. They've uh, they've turned this you know uh, odd couple into a into a great great team, and I can't wait for them to break up and then uh, Riddle never to be used again. See, you had to ruin my it. Thing, my thing with our my thing with our care bro is like we have said. We don't like it when just two random people get smushed together. You're a tag team now. Go out and beat a legit tag team. But this is like uh, Riddle is the king of the odd couple tag team. Yeah, yeah. Like you can just put him with anyone. Well, we've seen him and in he... matches live with anyone. You know him and him and Keith Lee. Fucking amazing! Yeah. What a team! Absolute stallions. Uh, like, I think even, even though Riddle didn't come from a wrestling background, like he started MMA, was in the Ultimate Fighter, had some fights in the UFC, he gets undefeated. wrestling. He just gets he wrestling. Four fights, completely undefeated as well. He's amazing. And then he, uh, uh, I think it was a drug violation. Oh, I think he had multiple dr- drug violations. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're talking more about Arke Bro here, but uh, yeah, anyway, fucking, fucking cracking year. I don't think you can, uh, I don't think you can really go against them. I wouldn't say it's been even their strongest year of wrestling, but like the amount of matches they put on have been absolute bangers. It's been wonderful, it's been just absolutely great. It's, I loved it, absolutely, absolutely wonderful. And again, talk about a team that battle through. I mean, throughout the most of the year, we've heard that they've been battling through injuries. Couldn't tell. They've they've still gone out and delivered. Like, I mean, I think I did it when we when we we did a bit of coverage on this. So far, AW's got like quite a few five star matches banked up, and the teams that have helped bank that the most has either been the Bucks, the Lucha Bros, or just them featured in a match. That just kind of shows the level they're yeah. working at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh tremendous. Well, Garrett, uh, we're reaching our second or last category. Why don't you take us through female wrestler of the year? Uh well, I, I do you you know in like actual um award ceremonies where just like someone comes out and just says like uh uh just like uh women 
the the at the female category of the year, or the female actor of the year shows beauty, grace, and skill. Here to here is the nominees. You're talking about Stephanie McMahon. There we go. Of course, the the woman, the one woman, the <laughs> only woman, the first woman, Stephanie McMahon. However, actual female wrestler of the year nominees are Britt Baker, DMD, Thunder Rosa, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, and Mako Satabura. We have been spoiled this year, boys, by the amount of absolute stonking talent we've got. Uh, you could look at most companies and see absolutely amazing talent. A lot of places, they're not being featured as much as they should be. But then, you know, even recently in WWE, they're featuring some newer talent uh, like Tony Storm, Liv Morgan's doing some stuff, really getting over. Uh, we'll see both of those uh, women next year without a doubt. However, this year, female wrestler of the year is, of course, Britt Baker, DMD. D- stands for Dental Medical Dentist. <laughs> the, the medical dent doctor mouth doctor dentist mouth dentist does I don't know what DMD dentistry. stands for does mad dentistry mad dentistry uh yeah what more yeah. can you say yeah like her her matches with Thunder Rosa with Ruby Soho with Tay Conti like she seems like one of them who can't not deliver. No, she's so it, she's got even uh, even people like a Charlotte Flair or Asuka, they've had bad matches. But I, I can't think of a bad Britt Baker match. No. No, uh, not even just that. Like she's pretty fun on the mic. She's yeah. able to tell these kind of a bit nuanced things. She's bringing up people with her. She brought in Jamie Hayter. Um You've obviously got her relationship with Tony Schiavone. It's great. It's just great. And she's amazing. Everyone else on this list as well. I mean, Thunder Rosa, a lot of people didn't know too well before she came to AEW, but has absolutely stolen the show, has such a great look and and, and wrestling style. Bianca Belair, just outstanding this year. This, she uh, should have been a nominee for Deserves Better. Well, she had. I mean, it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult thing where it's like it's like yeah, she was on top of the world, but then it's also like give her the universe, right? Yeah. Uh, So I I almost agree. I almost agree with that. Uh, Becky Lynch as well. Fantastic year. Until Becky Lynch came back, and I love Becky Lynch, love it a bit. But the fact that the way she lost the title to Becky in yeah what two minutes. Less than that, a couple, yeah. less than a minute, I think. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. no, because like that's what I said. Like I think if if that hadn't happened and Bianca was still riding the wave of success for Mania and hadn't mm-hmm. been screwed like that, it yeah. would have been a tough call between her and Britt for me. Yeah, I mean, put Bianca in there with like give her the title or have a chase the title against someone like a like Asuka or Rhea Ripley. Or even give her another, give her, give her the title back, and have Sasha chasing her. I mean, you should have really the the last one on that list. You should have Mako Satomura, to be honest, who was one of the best wrestlers, regardless yeah. of gender, 
best oh, wrestlers yeah. in the world has been for so long uh yeah but you know yeah. that's why she's on the list because she is that good she's just a beast but yeah all 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 deserving all worthy all brilliant uh well we had the to end, give it to the dentist medical dentist <laughs> does my dentistry come on does um, my dentistry. dentistry if the, if aw do come and do a show which well they, they will be coming to do a show we've all got to take signs just saying Britt baker does my dentistry. dentistry we're yeah. doing we're gonna do merch i feel like that's a t-shirt design right there does my does mad yeah we, we might have to talk to Britt baker about that you can't copyright dmd <laughs> no but if we're using her her like wrestling name uh, look, it's all everything's derivative. Get Britt it right. Baker has more money co- than all of us combined. She I would like you to look literally above, literally above your head is Wednesday night Paul. Yeah, fuck do we? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right, next award is male wrestler of the year. And here we are, the final award of the evening, male wrestler of the year. And your nominees are Kenny Omega. Roman Reigns, Hangman, Adam Page, Brian Danielson, and Big E. And the winner, and the final order of the night, goes to Kenny Omega. Um, again, this one was one that was quite close, so if you want to break down the votes, Kenny, Roman, and Hangman, all four of us voted for them. Um, yeah. So it was quite a close race. Um, I... Garrett kind of swayed us on this one because I was originally thinking oh, I should be Hangman, but then as Garrett pointed out, Hangman's had a brilliant year, but Omega is hard just as good. And it's just the fact like he's been wrestling hurt and you couldn't tell. Like when he dropped the belt to Hangman, apparently he was going through a lot of injuries. Couldn't even lift his shoulders, like peel above his shoulders. Couldn't tell. It was still a classic match. But then, and then you look at the fact like again, the whole of AW's been more or less around him and Hangman, but he's been still at the forefront as their champion. Matches with Danielson, uh, we had the one with Ray Phoenix at the start of the year. All has been tremendous, and it's all just been great stuff. And again, even just the story work's been fantastic. Yep, he's held gold everywhere. He's wrestled everywhere. Wrestled, injured, told amazing stories, has nuances in the ring. Like, at every point of his... um, Every point of production, he is just like... For people that are, are doubters of Kenny Omega, I'm begging you to just watch how good of a character he is at every step of the way, right? Yeah. It's amazing that that how he goes out facing someone he is so sure he's going to beat and facing someone when he has doubts is so different. And how um how he changes when he's doing like, you know, when it's go time, when it's like, this is a big match. It feels like a big match, big fight feel, and and he's just been tremendous this year. There are so many people on that list that are deserving. Some people that have just squeaked in, you know. Uh, Brian Danielson shouldn't be on that list, and yet he is on that goddamn list because he came back and, I mean, how do you wrestle I mean... for such a short amount of time and probably are on most people's like best wrestler of the year list? It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, Danielson's had probably the craziest journey out of all of them. When you think he went from the beginning of the year headlining WrestleMania 37 
And then mm-hmm. he's headlining Winter is Coming Tonight for the AW title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if, 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 you, if, you want to, if you want if you want an example of how exciting wrestling is at the moment, there you go. That, that's it. <laughs> like, t- take like a Roman. If you looked at like two years ago, Roman Reigns, he was getting booed out of every building and not for the right reasons. Yeah. Like, but now he's getting cheered out of the buildings for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Poor guy just can't catch a break. <laughs> no, he can't. Like, he can't do right for doing wrong, bless him. Mm. But, like, Roman's gone from such, like, a, a tired, boring character of basically trying to be, like, a one-man shield. Yeah. To now being, shit, Roman's legit. <laughs> Like, and I've, I've loved Roman. I've all the people who've said like he can't wrestle. He can't. He can wrestle. He can wrestle. He can wrestle. He's bloody yeah. fantastic. The problem is WWE never let him be. Him like the character he needed to be. Now that he's the character that he needs to be, he's getting over. Yeah. He's run with it, and he's the best part about WWE's product. Yeah. Oh yeah. He is. 100%. He is without a doubt. It's him and Lashley. They're the they're the two best things about WWE. Like the way Lashley got himself into the Bear with me. The, the way Earth. Lashley got himself into the um WWE title match at day one. Yeah. By just last week just attacking Big E, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. This week beating Kevin Owens, Big E, and Seth Rollins. Like and whoever thought of pairing Lashley with MVP is the same, it's probably the same genius who paired Roman with Heyman. Yeah, absolutely. Like these people, not really good talkers, give them someone who can talk. That's all you like need, that's a, really. Yeah, like. And another reason I think why Kenny Omega won Wrestler of the Year, he can do everything. He can talk. He can go in the ring. He can tell a story. He can just just him showing up somewhere. It feels like a big, big match. Oh, massively! It's just it's just that everything about him is disciple. I mean, like because I think one of the reasons as well is like his it's the fact that like he's been working heel this year, and like he really thrives in that. Like him and the books are just the best trolls ever i mean just just having facial hair like that just just yeah. because you know it's gonna like make people talk and let fans get a rise out the fans is just kind of proof that he knows what he's doing like if you want to talk about a guy who lives and breathes this industry tim can you make it yeah. like that's all he does like the, the only other thing that would like he'll do next to that is play a lot of video games and that's about it yeah. i mean he, he he is basically a 90s video game character come to life in all the best possible ways. Like he's he's the big final boss, and yeah, just yeah. I, I, like th- there's a reason he is he's for like like nearly the last decade he's been considered the best in the world, and he still is. He's still at that level. Um, but he he has much deserved a rest, and I hope he actually takes the time to heal up and comes yeah. back. I hope, even if he has, to, even if he takes six months, a year, yeah, however long, like get rested, get healthy, get healed, come back and 
one give someone a one one winged angel. <laughs> Literally, that, that's how I want it to come back. Walk down the ring, one wing angel. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, I think I, I, I know. I know the big feud we're all wanting to see when he does return is obviously him and Coda, maybe. I think um, we'll we'll see the implosion of it'll be elite versus undisputed era type mm-hmm. thing, or maybe yeah. Cole taking the elite uh, from Kenny. I want to see him come back, lose a lot. I want to see him have a downfall again, like they did at the beginning of AEW, where they had to build him back up to show. You know, they told the story, right? Yeah. They built him back up, had him have a couple losses, um, and then. Yeah, eventually, tell the, one of the longest stories in wrestling, the Golden Lovers. Whether they get back together in AEW or whether they, you know, can't coexist. Whether he goes for the G One and something, it just has to happen because it's the best story that has been told in wrestling. I mean that like it's the best story. It's the longest one, and it it's what I'm most invested in now. After that, after his loss, after him losing all his belts, that's what you do. See, I'd even that that even if that's how he comes back, there's some sort of like tag team invitational tag team tournament thing, and he comes back with quarter. It that that's if you're gonna if you want to continue that story, that's how you do it. Bring them back as the golden lovers. <clears throat> And again, long-term storytelling. I, I, really, I think you really have to work to it. Uh, I think this, they they don't work that way where they just show up together. They uh, they will see each other because th- they would tell stories in New Japan uh, just like in a backstage thing where one of them is a mile down the corridor and then you just you just kind of see you just kind of see Kenny just kind of go <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story they tell. Like one of the best moments in in the in the thing is when uh, I think it's AJ AJ beats Kota, and there's a bit where you know he's celebrating and and all this and all through, all the while Kenny is just like you know distraught and and doesn't know what to do. Uh, p- potentially goes in to save Kota Ibushi, but just doesn't. Uh, and it's just absolutely fucking wonderful. They don't. They don't talk to each other, but they just have these moments. And we're going to get a lot of those moments, I'm sure. I bet he'll go to Japan for something, and then they'll have that. They might have like a series of three where they, where Japan is like, hey, we want a match over here. And then uh, Tony, Khan's, Tony Khan's like, yeah, right, but I want a match over here. And then, you know, we'll see. Let's see. There's going to be a bunch. There's going to be a bunch. It's going to be great. I'm very excited, and I want it now. But I also want to wait because so I like long. Can we can we have the tiebreaker at Dub X Dub? Dub X Dub. Yeah. We can have the tiebreaker at uh, Devon County Wrestling in Plymouth <laughs> down here. We can have it right. <laughs> no. You know what? We can have it in the Village Hall. We can have it in my Village Hall. You know what? They can come and wrestle in my bedroom, baby. Let's go. Let's go. You, golden, you're going to be the ref. Golden lovers in the bedroom. Let's go, boys. What was the question? Um, <laughs> anyway. I think you just admitted that you want a threesome with Kenny Omega and Gordon Ibushi. <coughs> oh, wait. That's not what I wanted to do. Oh, well. 
thanks everyone for joining us today. <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, what, what are we talking about? Are we done? <laughs> We're done. I think we can leave it there on, on that note. But um, yeah, thank you for joining us, everyone, for the first annual Golden Huggy Awards. If you want to give us a bit of a follow, like, share, and support, you do it through the social media channels. So that's the Bear Hook Club podcast, Facebook, and YouTube, Bear Hook Club on Instagram, Bear Hook Club on Twitter. Please like, share, leave a review wherever you listen to us on the audio version of the podcast. It really helps us out. And if you want to stay up to date with any news, anything that we release, check us out over at bearhugpod.wixsite.com forward slash bearhug clouds uh we're hoping to even though we're still on a bit of a break at the moment we're hoping to be back uh just before the new year with a quiz episode we'll see if we can get there but till then take care, everyone bye-bye bye, -bye. bye, -bye.